For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Happy birthday, Charles McDonald. Thanks for joining us. What's a birthday without friends? And live shows. I, uh, and, and work. <laughs> I, right. I'm glad you said thank you because I think thank you is very appropriate <laughs> for where we are right now. But, you know, we're, we're going to power through this. Yes. Well, <laughs> you have the balloons behind you. So I at do. least like the people know. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you, Charles. This might be a record for shorter show of all time. <laughs> we, we, we are professionals when it comes to 45 to hour and a half long shows. Let's hit the under here. Hayden. Oh, yeah. Today, I, I just hope people in the chat are nicer to me than my pal Mina Kimes was on her show this week, where she was making fun of me for being a Falcons fan and turning 28 years old. So, yeah, you know, the, the jokes kind of write themselves. They but do. honestly, it's not as bad as when I turned 25 and she made a joke and she was like, oh, you know, the differential was between the Falcons and the Patriots <laughs> was that's a stretch. Minutes. Yeah, yeah. The people out there need to share some love with you. You know, if you're watching this live, if you're watching it afterwards, leave a nice comment for Charles. That's a, I think that's a great present, a free present that the people can give you. Okay. Yeah. Today, we're going to build the perfect offense. Yeah. Simple. Me, Charles, Hayden, going to draft quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight end. That's 11 personnel unit. That's what we're rolling with. 2018, Sean McVay. That's what we're doing. Um, Charles, since it's your birthday. Why don't you pick the order? Who should go first, second, third, snake draft, all that good stuff? Oh, I'm going first. Okay. Um, Hayden's going to go second. Ah, oh, shoot. Of course. And you're going to go third. Actually, no, 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 no. No. You're going to go second because you don't get any back-to-back picks in this draft if we're going to go snake order. <laughs> yeah, we're so, going to snipe you nonstop, Josh. Yeah. So I'm going to go first. You're going to go second, yeah. and then Hayden's going to go third. So you have to wait for us to make two picks every time before you can make one. Great. Sounds good. Okay. There are no, you can draft any of these positions in any round. There's no rules besides that. And I'm sure that's going to go off the rails to the point where Charles is going to somehow get Julio Jones in his roster. I'm certain that that's going to happen. Okay. Charles McDonald. This is, this is for 2022 specifically, right? Correct. This, this next year. Okay, cool. Correct. Charles, you're up first. Who's the first um, pick in, in this very official draft that we're doing? I'm going with the Homer pick, Kyle Pitts. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I, okay. I was watching. I was just watching like some of his clips yesterday. Yeah, well, not yesterday, but I mean a few days ago. I find it hard to believe. Like he, to me, he's just like one of the most complete receiving weapons in like the entire league. Um, total package. I uh, route running, hands, coordination, speed. Obviously, the size. I uh, I I find it frankly unbelievable that he only scored one touchdown last season. But that's just kind of what happens when you're on a weird team like the Falcons. So. You know, I'm expecting a, a bounce back in the touchdown column, everything else to keep moving forward. So uh, I I, I think he's physically like one of the most gifted players I've ever seen on an NFL field. So I'm going to roll with him, the unicorn, first pick in the draft. Projection for touchdowns this year, Charles, what is it? Um, You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go seven. 
Okay. Seven touchdowns. Yeah, especially honestly, when his I, his biggest competition in Lee Smith is gone. You know. Yeah, biggest competition Lee Smith is gone, but we got a severe quarterback downgrade right now. So I I, I think I'm gonna go with six or seven. If Matt Ryan was here, I would go full regression, not one touchdown, maybe ten. But we got Ritter and Mariota, so I'm gonna keep keep it safe. Josh, I had Pitts as my tight end one. I'm not sure if hmm. you did as well. He was the tight end one in yards per route run versus man coverage last year as a 21-year-old rookie. That's absurd. Finished with the third most yards at the position. And, man, like he can just do everything. He'll probably get uh, used uh, in line on maybe a little bit more. Eh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe he's just going to go for 1,400 yards this year. You know, I think he he's the best tight end in the league possibly as soon as next year. 248 inline snaps last year, 286 in the slot, and then 237 out wide. Like it was a perfect, you know, if someone would say make a cake, you split it into three pieces. That's exactly what he did at those positions. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see how they use him this year. Yeah. They have they have Drake London and Brian Edwards now, so he, I don't know if they're going to have him but play as much like outside receiver or maybe he's going to stick in the slot more. But Drake did great in the slot too at USC. Yeah. So like using those interchangeably makes so much sense. And if we fast forward, I don't know, four years from now, he might be the first one to really make the argument that Mike Kosicki tried to and have like legit evidence of I'm actually a wide receiver. You can't franchise tag me as a tight end. So yeah. I think you're getting ahead of that here. Um, and when you like look at the positions, he's probably the biggest outlier of his group in comparison to the rest, like in terms of athletic athleticism, age, potential, versatility compared to his peers at tight end. I, uh, I understand that one. Okay. I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill at wide receiver. As the first pick. Oh, damn. Um, there are so many great wide receivers. And with Tyreek, it's the focus is so much on speed that I think we forget just how good he is at creating separation with like the little nuances to his game, like with the little subtleties to his game, with the route running to his game. And but I don't think any wide receiver in the NFL puts puts more fear in cornerbacks one on one more than him. Plus, we know he's just electric with the ball in his hands as well. Who knows? If we're going to see the same exact player that we saw in Kansas City as we will this year in Miami, just in terms of the quarterback that he's attached to. But all those skills are there for like a very, very complete wide receiver. And he plays much bigger than his frame, too. So I don't know how you guys feel about the wide receiver room. It's it's stacked all different ways, I'm sure, for all three of us with these lists that we put in. But Tyreek Hill's number one on my list. I had to knock him for the basically lying in that interview about how good Tua was. And it was very clear that he was, uh, <laughs> didn't really believe that. So I had to knock him a little bit. But yeah, he, he, he dropped off a little bit up, in, in yards per out run. He's, he was 11th last year, but that was a very weird year. And yeah, I can't blame you. Anything, Charles? Um, I feel bad for him. Um, I mean, not, not, in, well, I don't feel bad for him because he got a big pay raise, but. I just feel like every every time I look at this offense with the Dolphins, I'm like, man, this would be way cooler if they drafted Justin Herbert. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but I don't know. It just to me, as a, just a fan of the game, like you got two of the biggest, you got maybe the two fastest receivers in the NFL. Yep. And it's just you're going to turn them into like Wes Welker and Danny Danny Amendola. I don't think it's going to be to that degree. I, That's I what wonder if we're going to water last season. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to, you know, overcorrect a little bit too much. I mean, that offense last year was a bit baloney. Like who was even calling plays? We don't know, but I'm with you. Like, I don't think in this offense, we will see the peak of Jalen Waller, who also might make this list. Um, and Tyreek, we've already seen that him achieve that, but if it's not going to happen this year, then it'll probably happen in, you know, 2023. Cause then they'll just move on from Tua, hopefully. Hopefully. Okay. Aiden, you're back to back. You're on the turn. Who's it going to be? 
I'm going Patrick Mahomes. Uh, let me tell you why. I mean, yeah, we all know he's very good. But even last year, I was looking at it. He was first in the NFL in success rate. And that was like his worst year. And like everybody's freaking out for remember what half the season, the cover two BS stuff. And he still led the league um, in success rate. We all know what the playmaker he is. I'm very curious to see what the Chiefs offense is going to look like this year. But I think that they did enough uh, to replace Tyreek Hill somewhat. I think MVS plus Juju plus Sky Moore, at least you can get some of those, some of that production back. And yeah, he's been the best for the last couple of years. And I don't see it changing. No, I'm with you on just how it's going to look this year because he was, you know, as the season went along, they really learned to go with the flow in terms of what defenses were giving them. But then he was also, you know, among the league leaders and really testing vertically as well. So just once you, because I, I actually think the simple things he does really well and that gets overlooked because how great he is, you know, outside the structure or the call of the offense and how he extends plays, they forget just how good he is inside of all of that too. Yep. Uh, my next pick is Cooper Cup. I was astonished. I just went to like oh, the yeah. total box score. He had 2,400 yards and 20, 22 touchdowns last year, like including the playoffs. That's absurd. Uh, only wide receiver to have over three yards per route run. Uh, he finished first in yards per route run versus man coverage. He was way better than I thought. He's more physical than I expected, and he was winning downfield more than he had in previous seasons. So he really like just took another level obviously got the quarterback to unlock his skill set but he's not just like some slot receiver he's like very clearly more than that now yeah and he's been about two-thirds of his snaps in the slot last season and i think he's an absolute nightmare on those two-way situations where he can go inside or outside and in terms of the space that's given to him on the middle of the field um again I think nightmare is the right way of putting it. And then we have obviously seen him win on the outside too. So he, he's, he's a very different player. I'm sure you remember this, Charles. He's a very different player than the one that came out of Eastern Washington. Oh yeah. Um, I, cause I remember coming out of Eastern Washington. I thought he was like a, a, a profile, like a strong number two guy. Yep. And obviously he's far exceeded that. I, I just got distracted because I was looking at pro football reference. Did you know Darnell Mooney had 140 targets last year? (laughs) It was the only one. It's going to be more this year. It'll be more this year. That's crazy. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Uh, Moving on. I'm going to make my pick. No, you're not up. I'm up. It's his birthday. (laughs) No. No. The people are going to leave him nice comments in the chat. That's the only birthday present he gets from us. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm going to get Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase is also a little bit, did I steer your pick? A little bit of yeah. a different player than what we saw at LSU. Like, obviously, he didn't play his final season there, right? And then we saw so much more to me yards after catch capabilities. And that game against the Baltimore Ravens outlined just how complete of a player he is, where he was able to defeat the angles, win on contact, reel off those 20, 40, 60, 80 yard plays that he did. But then few if any young receivers use the sideline to their advantage and can work in tight spaces, just as well as Jamar chase, he's not six, four, he's not six, three, but he plays so much bigger than like his, you know, listed size that a complete wide receiver at that age that you can just line up on the outside and say, Hey, good luck stopping him one-on-one and how he almost carried his team to win the super bowl too. Jamar chase is a, is an even better talent that we saw drafted in the top five. All right. Um, I'm gonna Why were you going to pick him, by the way? Why? Oh, I I, I don't know. It, it, it's just the, the knack for making big plays. Uh, yep. 
it is pretty insane. Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm questioning a little bit like how repeatable some of that stuff is, but at the same time, you're you're talking about a guy who just did this at like age 21. Uh, and these guys are gonna end up growing together. So and, and honestly, it's not even about like Jamar Chase or Joe Burrow. It's more just like I just I, I'm still not a believer in Zach Taylor, even though they got him to the Super Bowl. I, I don't think like from a coaching standpoint, that was a very impressive run. Like they just seemed like very talent heavy on yeah. on how they were getting by. So uh I don't know. To me, if you're 21 years old and can like legitimately carry a passing offense and pull up big plays at will. That, that's pretty impressive uh, for, for what you got moving forward. Yeah, I mean, he had 827 yards after the catch last season, including games of 55, 114, 75, 151, 94. Um, I mean, long plays of 50, 42, 34, 44, 70. I mean, basically in every single game, he has a play over 30 yards. That's nuts. Yes. And big plays change games. And he's the number one young receiver to do that right now. All right. I'm up now, right? Yes, now you are. Okay. You get two picks in a row, Charles. Congratulations. Yeah. Debo. Debo. Love Sam. this. Love yeah. this. Um, I, I'm really interested to see what happens. With- <laughs> oh, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, Hayden. He means in the wide receiver category. <laughs> I was literally about to go on a spiel about how I think he's a really underrated receiver. And there you yep. go. There you go. But I, I see, I think that Debo does his stuff because the 49ers want him to. Not because like this is what his skill set limits for him. Uh, I don't know. I just think that if he was in a situation where he could play just straight up normal receiver, I, I think he would do really well at it. Um, just when you watch him play, it's not like he's like not getting open down the field. It's just like Shanahan's like, all right, well, this is my team and my offense, and I'm going to run it my way. And you know, I think that's kind of the why he's also still stuck in limbo without a long term contract to a degree. So. Uh, I think he's a, he's a complete receiver. If he does end up getting traded, I would love to see him in a role where he can just like play receiver because I think that he would uh, excel at that too. And this is a guy who who he led the league in yards per reception last year while also splitting time at running back as well. Uh, I don't know. I, I think he's a really special, complete player. Um, and I, I'm happy that I get to pick him here. For my second pick. Hmm. Can I say something about Debo real quick while you think? You can because so many people, since it's the last thing that happened, just view him with those running back touches. And I think again, because it happened at the end of the year, it it shapes people's views. But before then, in weeks one through ten, the first nine games, fifty four passes for nine hundred and seventy nine yards and five touchdowns. And I think a lot of people, and when I put this out, Charles, I know you follow me on Twitter, but I wouldn't be shocked if you also have me muted. No, I don't have you muted. Okay. Just that wouldn't be a shocking revelation to find that out in the show. <laughs> I do have um, a lot of people muted, but not you. <laughs> <laughs> now, again, when the launch codes were found at running back, he did have seven carries per game for 44 yards and a touchdown. But in those first 10 weeks, people might say, well, Brandon Ayuk was in the doghouse. In six of those nine games, he still played over 70% of the snaps. You know, Debo is just the number one wide receiver. Now, could they have two great wide receivers? Easily. But Debo Samuel, even if you just put him, like you're saying, at wide receiver, he's an underrated player when making those lists during the offseason. He was second in yards per out run. That's insane. Wow. He's like legit wide. He was also wrecking my downfield passing model. (laughs) Every week. (laughs) Was like absurd catch rate down down the field. So yeah, he's a special player. Right. My next pick, Nick Chubb. Uh, Love it. I I believe he's the best running back in the league for like quite some time now. Uh, 
this it's just this even beyond just the stats it's like the style of running it, it feels like no one can bring him down it, he's he's got the total package and I, I just think back from when he was at Georgia and basically just shredded his knee and the fact that he's been able to come back and look maybe even better than he ever did before that um it's incredible like I I can't really think of any holes in this game like even if they wanted to feature more in the passing game I'm sure that that's something that he could absolutely do uh so just you know the power speed ability to break tackles the vision uh I I think he's just an incredible football player so he's going to be the bell cow back for this offense and hey we got Kyle Pitts Debo Samuel Nick Chubb that's a lot of versatility so far Nick Chubb only 14 games played last season uh the only four people that had more more force missed tackles ahead of him uh all played you know at least 16 games he had 57 uh also had 41 yard or runs of 10 plus yards uh he is just an insane player plus when you post workout clips and squats of absolutely no wristbands or knee pads or anything and you're just up there posting 600 pounds like it's nothing uh that's like real swag Redmond said Chubb it's the most impressive insane. lift he's seen from an NFL player like that's on insane. social media. That's impressive. My, my my Nick Chubb stat, he's finished second, first, fourth, and first in yards after contact per carry in his four NFL seasons. All yeah. over five yards uh, per carry in general. He's just, yeah, he's the best pure rusher, I think. I think right now, Hayden, he is maybe the, the value among all running backs. After, I mean, we've talked a lot about, you know, James Conner, Leonard Fournette. Aaron Jones in drafts, but if you can look at an underdog, he's going as running back 11. Now that's after Aaron Jones now. And like, if you look at how the Cowboys, or excuse me, the, the Browns could, you know, utilize their offense this year, depending on how many games their quarterback misses or not, uh, Nick Chubb's going to be at the heart of it. And I think there's still some moves to make at that position for them too. And by the way, before I make my pick, the puppy has launched. By the time you listen to this, it might be like seven and a half percent, 10% filled. Um, it's super flat. Hayden, do you want to explain what this is? Because the puppy, you know, Best Ball Mania 3, we're making three millionaires out there. That's a $25 entry. This is just a $5 entry, a perfect gateway for you to get into that hot, hot Best Ball summer. And by making it flat, the payments are not stacked just at the top. If you make the finals, you're going to get a nice little payday. Yeah, instead of 20%. Oh, no. oh no. <laughs> no. He's going to say instead of 20% going to first place, it's really equally spread out through everyone at the top of the draft. Hayden, you're back. What I miss? Nothing. Nothing. I, I explained it for you. Again, go out there, try the puppy. If you've never entered a best one in your draft, this is the perfect way to do it and use promo code the show when you deposit, and we will match it. Okay, back on over to Hayden's lovely sheet. Um, I've taken two wide receivers. Do I want to get a third and just run the damn table? Yeah, I am. Okay, this is what we're doing. Um, I'm going to have the best wide receiver room here, and I'm going to have Devontae Adams. So basically could have two incredible sideline presence in Jamar Chase and in Devontae Adams if I wanted to. And those guys use, their again, the sideline to their advantage, I think better than anyone in the league play the ball in the air almost better than anyone in the league and create separation too, and then move Tyreek Hill in the slot. Or we've seen, again, Devontae Adams, I think, was ninth last season in targets coming out of the slot last season. And uh, we can use him there. And then just good luck stopping us in the red zone and in the end zone with this trio. So while Devontae Adams is up in the age, while his numbers might decline a little bit with Derek Carr versus Aaron Rodgers, 
this trio of wide receivers I absolutely love. So why not make a strength even stronger and uh, win in one area of this draft? I think Derek Carr could do some of the things that Aaron Rodgers is doing, like just being on like that mind meld, like uh, over like the middle of the field. That's what Devontae Adams was so good at. I think that we're going to see still a lot of that. I think that he can still be like a major, major focal point of this, even though that there's more like target competition. I think the offense is like still very much going through Adams. Yep. Love that. Okay. You're up back to back, Hayden. Yeah, uh, I'm going Justin Jefferson. He was third in yards per route run as a rookie. Last year, he was seventh in yards per route run. I think that he is one of the most complete wide receivers in the, the NFL. He is, for us, how slender he is, he's still so physical, like yards after the catch and at the catch point, all that stuff. He, I think there's still some room to grow. He, uh, Nate Tice has been pointing out that he's a better blocker than what people would assume as well. So, uh, win inside and outside. I think that's one of the best uh, deep threat wide receivers um, in the game. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Right on your team. So we can figure out, you know, keep it honest <laughs> with what we're doing. I, Justin Jefferson is, is like Gumby in terms of just how he moves and coming out of LSU, not pigeonholed as a slot player, but they had so many good outside players that it was easy to make that projection. But he is, it's so funny. Like he was, selected with the pick that Stefan Diggs was traded for. And uh, they might be the two most similar players in the league, I think, at that position. So that's my take. And Just Jefferson, really good. And could lead the yeah. NFL in receiving yards this season. Yeah, he's got. I feel like he's got the potential to do that every every season at, yeah. best, at this point. And now without Mike Zimmer, it like might actually be an outcome that's, that's feasible and possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're going to run like with – more pace to and neutral patch. I, I think that he has just as good as odds finishing number one as Cooper cup for fantasy. Uh, Josh, I'm gonna follow your footsteps. I'm going to round out my wide receiver group. I'm going AJ Brown and I'm Whoa. turning on the health to a hundred percent to make sure that he's <laughs> out there. Uh, I mean, he was second in yards per hour on his rookie fifth in yards per hour run uh, previously last year, wide receiver three versus man coverage. Um, and this is just adding a little more physicality uh, to this three wide receiver set. So um, I think the numbers will be fine in uh, Philadelphia. They won't be super elite, but his like per uh, route and per catch numbers are off the charts. I think he's like one of the most uh, complete receivers in the game. Mm. Love it. How do you think he and – He's not going to make the list. Devontae Smith complimented each other so well, Hayden. Like, do you think that AJ is just going to live over the middle of the field? We're going to get a bit more Devontae on the outside this season. Well, I mean, I, I think Devontae can can handle himself against man coverage, but obviously, yeah. if you're getting him against it a little less, that's going to matter. This team also just needs better yards after the catch ability. Like Jalen Hurts is probably not going to be throwing the ball downfield super accurately all the time. Like they need to get first downs with yards after the catch, and that's where AJ Brown's going to shine. Charles, my. A.J. Brown take is always in that year. He and D.K. Metcalf went in round two. And then just a year or two later, uh, we saw D. Eskridge and Tutu Atwell go in round two of wide receivers. And you basically have two freaks and phenoms at a position where that is kind of important to become alpha players. And then, again, just a couple of years later, uh, two guys that might blow away in a strong gust and like, are we ever going to hear from D. Eskridge as a player? Probably not. Probably not. Also, dude, Tutu, I McVay said the other day that, uh, what, Tutu, Atwell, he was like, oh, we're excited about him. But then, like, I think a week before, he also said they're still trying to sign Odell. I'm like, okay. So how excited <laughs> are you, man? Like, so you got Cooper Cup. You already signed Allen Robinson. You're excited about Tutu, but you already, you're also trying to sign Odell? Like, where are yeah. the staffs coming from? 
Yeah. Also, there was a running joke in one of my uh, one of my group chats. Calvin Austin third. You mm-hmm. know, we we nicknamed him two two point oh. Oh no! <laughs> oh, man. God, what a rough future for Calvin Austin. Two two point oh. Just because I don't know, not because he's little. That's really okay. Uh, I think. Rather than go, obviously, a tight end running back, which Charles already says, I'm going to go with the position he also doesn't have, and at quarterback. And this is between two players. Did I potentially want to go in an alternate timeline and, you know, have Justin Herbert and Tyree Kill together? That's possible. But I think to really maximize not just the arm talent to hit outside the numbers, but also the extended plays, we're going to go with Josh Allen here. Um I can say it. I was a little early. I mean, didn't love Josh Allen as a prospect, but in terms of riding the Josh Allen roller coaster of entertainment, um, it was very fun during the early parts of his career. And now it has corrected into a player who makes so far fewer mistakes than he used to that you don't even have to just live with the negatives to get the positives. You just get an overwhelming amount of of positive plays. Um, Obviously, this is the case heading into this year where he has a new play caller, new OC, and that can always be a bit of a uh, transition, but you know, Ken Dorsey worked under Brian Dayball, worked with Josh Allen, and so hopefully there's some continuity there, and he just doesn't implode as a as a play caller. So Josh Allen is certified good, and anyone that says otherwise is certified wrong. Charles, wow. would you would you rather have Herbert or Allen, or was there another quarterback that you were would, oh, that you would have taken in this in this in this draft? Oh, since my birthday, I'm I'm not. Following things that like make total sense, yeah. we'll get to my quarterback pick later. Love it. I uh, I'm not sure that people are going to agree with me, but I w- I wasn't going to pick Allen or Herbert, even though I uh, I think both of them are probably well, not both of them. I I'll give Josh Allen definitely better than the quarterback that I'm going to pick mm. later. For now, for now. <laughs> but my Hayden, guy, yeah. We'll, we'll Hayden, did I uh, did I make the wrong Cam selection or something? Yeah. Who knows what this pick's going to be? Um. I would have went Herbert, but oh. I'm I'm with you. Those are the two I was debating as well. Um, Josh Allen, like for how roller coaster he is, he was second in success rate last year. So obviously a completely changed player. Um, I think Justin Herbert is going to take another another step this year, though, and I think that he can be. I think I saw that he was like the MVP favorite now, which was shocking to me. Oh. But like, I'm not going to be disagreeing with that necessarily either. Th- this might be stupid reasoning. But this is a stupid show. Uh, the only reason I took Josh Allen over Justin Herbert is because I drafted Tyree Kill. And I just feel like that combination of extended plays that Josh Allen can give you, Tyree Kill can absolutely thrive on those. So, all right, Charles, you're back to back. All right. I feel like I'm missing, uh, we, I mean, we got Kyle Pitts, but I feel like we're still missing like a, a true, like dominant outside receiver. So I'm going to roll with DK Metcalf and Stefan Diggs here. Uh, just to round out the receiving core, honestly, Stefan Diggs to me, like when I watch him on tape, he's simply for years now one of the most impressive receivers in the league when it comes to route running, getting open, catching the ball. Uh, even like some of the contested catch stuff, I I think he's super complete. Um, and then DK Metcalf, we got to have a burner on the outside that can also beat your favorite cornerback in a boxing match. So um, <laughs> we're we're going all physical team, all physical team here outside of Stefan Diggs, Debo, DK, Pitt, Nick Chubb. We're going to be big. We're going to beat you the hell up. And then our quarterback later, he's going to cause some problems for you too. But <laughs> I don't I don't know if this is the best team. This is just a team of guys that I like to watch. And it's a present for myself because today's my birthday. 
I mean, chosen J Money said, "My team is trash. You're trash, bro." Okay, how does that make you feel, Charles? I, I think <laughs> you, re- I, you really completed the package here with the last two selections because this is like a get off the bus team if I've ever seen one. Like they will bully you, put you in a locker, and leave you in it for 48 hours. Like with how Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, and Stephon Diggs all do different things at the wide receiver spot can all win from a bunch of different layers, and then Nick Chubb added into that who is like the silent. You know, monster. We're we're, we're going 100% in the red zone for this season. It's crazy. Absolutely. It's wild. Um, Yeah, that's a pretty good group you've got going. Okay. Um, Where do I want to go? Either at tight end or running back. Okay. I think there's a larger drop-off at running back than there is at tight end. We're just going to take Jonathan Taylor. Um, I know like, oh, pass catcher, there are better ones throughout the league if you want to bring up Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara and all that type of stuff. But we're talking about big plays. We want big plays. And Jonathan Taylor, he will obviously create yards on his own after contact. Then if you give him a seam, he's gone. Um, Just what he showed last season, what he transformed into. uh, Hopefully he is one of these players that like, doesn't reach his cliff after he hits a certain amount of carries or a certain age because a Jonathan Taylor for eight years at a consistently high level. Um, I think that could be better than Derrick Henry. No, oh, I, I think he's better than Derek. Derrick Henry is, uh, oh, listen, especially I, going this year. I would say I had a question for you. Is this the year that Derrick Henry hits the wall? I never want to be that guy that says this is the year because you're always going to be wrong. You know, it's, it's going to happen when all of us say, Oh, it's, it's proved us wrong in the past, you know? So, yeah, I don't think it is. Happens. Speaking of hitting walls, I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey and hope oh. that he hasn't hit his. I uh, think he might have. I, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, he, did, did you see the quote that he had yesterday? Talking to Marshall Falk, who Marshall like never Falk, worked like, out in his life. He was like, how do I, he, he hit up Marshall Falk and Bates? Like, how do I stay healthy? How do I take all these carries? Like, <laughs> they they post, I think the Panthers posted a picture of him working out and he looked like he was like, kind of like, he didn't look all that great. He looked a little bit older, uh, even mm-hmm. in the face and stuff. But let me defend myself for a quick second. Even last year, Christian McCaffrey in his smaller season, career high, 8.4 yards per target, career high, 90% catch rate. 4.5 yards per carry is still decent enough. He was first in PFF's receiving grade, and he's he's 26. So typically it's a little bit later this 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 cliff can fall out. And um, I couldn't really come up with another name. Like the other name was like Austin Eckler, which is seems like a pretty similar bet to Chris McCaffrey, except McCaffrey's just been like Dalvin 20% Cook? more. Yeah, and Dalvin Cook, are we saying that he's super healthy? Like the the drop off here, like after these first He's now few, healthier than CMC. Maybe we'll see that he, I mean, he had a, like what list Frank injury. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't feel great about this one. Um, tight end. Also, this was a very difficult decision. Um, I mean, it's between two names. Is it not? No, I'm, oh. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm taking in age. I'm looking at Travis Kelsey's 33 George yeah. Kittle quietly. George Kittle's quietly 29 years old. That was like kind of surprising to me. Um, I'm going to go Mark Andrews. Ah, who's, shit. 27 he had 15 more receptions than any tight end in the league he had 236 more yards than anyone in the league he's not going to give you the same blocking ability but man he was he's been so super productive for the last couple seasons and um i just want to line him up in the slot with this team i got a bunch of kind of slot receivers here but we're going to make it work Mm. Mm. i kind of want to take mark andrews as well i i went back the fun part of this 
exercises to go and just watch people's highlights and their route running and how they create separation and, and where they win. And Mark Andrews, I think it was towards the end of that Indianapolis Colts game in that fourth quarter where he scored like two touchdowns and a two-point conversion. It might have been the Titans, whoever it was. Uh, I mean, he was unblockable, especially inside the 10-yard line. And it's just constantly finding those little soft spots. When Lamar had so much time, it's impossible to guard Mark Andrews because he's going to find that sliver of separation. So good at sitting in zones, but then also in man-to-man, when someone is trailing him, he'll create that sliver of separation too and push off and uh, win down the field in those crossing routes. He's a really, really, really good player. Okay, I'm up. Uh, at tight end, it's... um. Should I get us yelled at and like not take Travis Kelsey here? Like, who would you take? George Kittle. I mean, I, I'm 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 very indifferent. I'm like parsing the difference between those two at least because I don't know. I, I think when you when you just look at like t- the totality of both their games, like it's different styles of play. But it I is. Think you're, you're getting like you're getting elite impact no matter where you go there. Right, and I almost feel like if I took Jonathan Taylor, I need to pair him with George Kittle. Like just two guys that just whoop your ass on the edge, you know? Like if he can work as an extra offensive tackle who also, you know, dominates after the catch and is super physical, those guys pair up well to go along with the two outside plus the slot. Um, and Travis Kelsey, you know, in line is just not his game. And I feel like if I drafted John Taylor, I need a guy in line. And so we're going to go with George Kittle here. Perfect. I, I had Travis Kelsey. He was seventh in yards per out run last year among tight ends, which is the lowest he's been since 2015. So, I mean, he's 30, uh, 33 years old. So, there's got to be a cliff at some point. Dog, George Kittle. Okay. Charles, round it up. Who, who's right. the quarterback you've been saving? Lamar Jackson. Come on now. Lamar Jackson. 2019 unanimous MVP, Lamar Jackson. Look. Kyle Pitts, I think that he is a willing blocker. I don't think he's a great blocker yet. So when we get down to the red zone, we got these team of behemoths, right? Mm-hmm. Don't have a great blocker at tight end yet. So we might need to play a little 11-11 football when we get down to the close quarters. We already got Nick Chubb and Debo Samuel. That's enough versatility to score a lot of touchdowns. Let's throw Lamar in the backfield uh, again. This is the 100% red zone touchdown rate team in the league. Because uh, what what we, we've seen Debo Samuel do it. We know Nick Chubb can do it. Stefan Diggs can get open in tight quarters. Kyle Pitts can win a jump ball anywhere and get open on his own volition. Um, I'm going to run with Lamar Jackson. We're going to score a lot of touchdowns on the ground the way f- football was intended to be played. And also, I, this is my this is my you know claim right here. We have forgotten how good this guy is at playing quarterback. I think mm. before everything fell apart last year for the Ravens in terms of injuries, Lamar's own health, COVID, all that stuff. People, I think people were talking about him as like an MVP candidate. I, I watched the the Colts Ravens game. It was on NFL Network like two or three days ago, and I was just mesmerized by the fourth quarter, just the playmaking ability um, of Lamar Jackson and. I look, I, I hope that he's healthy this year. I hope the rest of the team is healthy this year because I, I think he's a guy that's a, a candidate for like a huge bounce back season. Uh, and just when I think my I pair him with the rest of these players, if we, if, you know, <laughs> assuming we can get to the, the, the red zone, Clip we're going to score a lot. Of <laughs> uh, again, your team is terrifying getting off the bus. Like 
again, you have that that terrifying trait in in your team. Um, my question, and I don't want to be negative about Lamar. I'm a huge Lamar advocate, especially as a passer. Even at Louisville, it was like pro style concepts that he was running. Um, if you look at his passing chart, he really does not throw out the numbers uh, outside the numbers. And you have DK Metcalf, and you have Stephon Dix, um, yeah, especially DK Metcalf. Have, we also have Debo Samuel, and Kyle Pitts, though. Yeah, it's just a bunch of outside playmakers who. Yeah. Uh, All right, but who who is he throwing to that can get open? I know. Like, I'm just saying. Hey, look, he can he can he can figure it out. Look, the, the one thing I will say for the Ravens this year, I'm a little concerned about their receiving room. Uh, I think Rashad Bateman's a great talent. Is he ready to be your number one receiver, or are, are we just going to default that to Mark Andrews again? Because mm-hmm. honestly, the way that the way that we talk about like tight ends and how the game is changing, I'm I'm honestly okay like classifying guys like Kyle Pitts and Mark Andrews as receivers. Yep. Uh, but I I just kind of feel like they need a little bit more unless Bateman is just going to be like you know your one B to Andrews one A. We, we we talked about this in the last show when taking the over on the Ravens win total this season. Um, that getting rid of Mark Andrew Mark Marquise Brown I should say is like not a big deal. I think. Um, sure, it's the speed and verticality and all that type of stuff. We had 30 targets of 20 plus yards last season, and he only caught five of them. Like ridiculously inefficient. Mark Andrews had nine catches of 20 plus yards on 21 targets, and Rashad Bateman, how little he played, only caught one fewer 20 plus yard pass than yeah, uh, than Marquise Brown did on just eight targets on just eight targets. So he can fill in that area too, while also being much better, I think, in in the short game. So, but to me, that also indicates. That Greg Roman, who could also be a factor in that, you know, non-outside the numbers throwing, um, just understands where Lamar's at his best. And, and don't get me wrong, some players, like we saw Malik Willis coming into the league, has no clue what he's looking at over the middle of the field. And Lamar dissects defenses yeah. over the middle of the field. You know, yeah, so I mean that's just where he wins in comparison to some other players. Yeah. And it's funny because I just remember when I when he was coming out, it's like, oh, the, the offense, like he, he played under Bobby Petrino. Like, I I think Bobby Petrino's a scumbag, but if there's anything that he can do, it's 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 coached like a real pro style offense. Uh, I mean, he was an, he was briefly an NFL coach. He put a lot of guys in the league even before Lamar at Arkansas uh, and Louisville. Like his first stop at Louisville, guys like Brian Brom. So and his um, time with the Falcons, yeah. Right. The 13 games he was with the Falcons before he left a note on the door and said, peace, I'm out of here. This um, sucks. Okay. Who were we missing off this list? I mean, Justin Herbert's an obvious name. Travis Kelsey, I'm going to get yelled at for not picking him. Um, some wide receivers stood out, Hayden and CeeDee Lamb, Mike Evans. I'll throw in Jalen Waddle because I always say he just moves differently than everyone else, but he's a little slighter build than a lot of the wide receivers that we looked at. Um, any other names stood out to you? Mike Evans and Travis Kelsey uh, yeah. outside of Herbert were the ones. And I guess Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, if people like the olds, but yeah. that's not us. Dalvin Cook, I'll throw his name out there too. I'll throw his name out there too. Okay. Yeah. Charles, I'm, tr- I'm trying to end the show so you can get out of here. Click end. <laughs> <laughs> Before I click in, go and play the puppy. It's five bucks. Super flat. If you haven't tried and entered hot, hot best ball summer yet, this is the perfect time to do so. Use promo code the show when you sign up. If you put in, let's say, $59, you get $59. It's that simple. So go and download the app and play today on Underdog Fancy. Charles, we got to get you in a draft sometime. Yeah, just tell me. Let's do it. Okay. Do it. For Charles, happy birthday. Thank you. For Hayden Winks, whenever yours is, happy birthday as well. And all of you, Ryan, Tony, Prince, Lennon. 
Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you all soon. See ya. Let me hit the button.